The following is a presentation of the Premier Dance Network. Hi everyone, Kimberly Falker here, the founder and CEO of the Premier Dance Network, the only podcast network dedicated solely to the world of dance. And welcome to Pod to Chat with your host, Barry Corellis. Before we get started with today's episode, I'd like to take a moment and share a word from our sponsor. Body Rappers, Angela Luzio, is happy to be the proud sponsor of the Premier Dance Network. Body Rappers, Angela Luzio, is known for its fine total stretch tights and Angela Luzio shoes. Tyler Peck, principal dancer of the New York City Ballet, is its spokesperson and designer of Tyler Peck Designs for Premier. It takes a dancer who wears a leotard all day to know what is best in a leotard. So Tyler's beautiful original leotard designs fit perfectly, are ideal for class, rehearsal, or performance, and move well with the body won't ride up in the back. Body Wrappers makes additional apparel for all types of dance that includes ballet, jazz, modern, lyrical, hip-hop, tap, team, liturgical, performance wear for competition and recital, as well as Angela Luzio shoes. You may view all the products at www.bodywrappers.com or to purchase Tyler Peck designs by Body Wrappers, go to dancewearcorner.com or your favorite online dance apparel retailer for all their products. Hello and welcome back. Thanks for coming to chat. I am your host, Barry Corollis, and you are listening to Pa to Chat Talking Dance on the Premier Dance Network. In this bi-monthly podcast, I candidly offer educational conversations and thoughtful analysis on all things dance. With my vast background as a director, choreographer, instructor, and dancer, I am happy to share my 15 plus years of experience with you, whether you're a professional dancer or just listening in for an insider's look into our fascinating art form. So put your earbuds in, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's talk dance. Happy Friday and happy spring. (laughs) It does seem like spring has finally arrived. I uh, actually just got back from Chicago where I spent the past week uh, just, you know, taking a couple days off to relax with my husband. He was out in a conference. He's a professional organizer and they had their national, his, uh, I think it's NAPOP, the national, they changed it. It used to be the National Association of Professional Organizers. I don't know what it is anymore, but they had their conference in Chicago and I decided to be a conference husband. So after he was done, I tagged along and we, uh, we hung out in the city. It was a lot of fun. Saw some Frank Lloyd Wright houses, even saw the Joffrey Ballet perform a Midsummer Night Dream, which was really interesting. It didn't, uh, follow the typically prescribed Shakespeare story. It was actually about the summer solstice and how in Sweden that's the longest day of the year and there are a lot of festivities and uh, traditions and rituals that they follow there so uh, it was interesting the first act followed that Uh, it was very folksy and then uh, the second act was uh, looked like a drunken dream to me so (laughs) um, that's what that was but it was really nice to get away Uh, and actually today's podcast I'll be talking a little bit about part of the reason why I had to get away. Um, but I'll get to that in just a moment. Um, so for all of you listeners out there that are dance schools in the Los Angeles area or students in the Los Angeles area, I will be going to LA from June 10th until June 17th. 
um, mostly to vacation and visit my husband's family. But uh, I just want to let you know that I will have availability for master classes and for private lessons. So if you are interested in uh, having me come out to teach ballet or contemporary classes or to get some private instruction with me, or even we could talk choreography, but that would have to be a longer conversation. Um, you can reach out to me on my website contact page at www.barryrollis.com. That's www.barryrollis.com. Um, so that is that. Also, if you didn't listen to my last podcast, I am officially permanent faculty at Broadway Dance Center, so I will have ongoing classes. I have my Tuesday beginner ballet class at 10.30 a.m. I have my Thursday intermediate ballet class at 4.30 p.m. On Fridays, I have advanced beginner ballet class, which is close to a slow intermediate at 6 p.m. And immediately following that at 7.30 p.m., I have a basic ballet class. Um, this summer starting June, I think 22nd, whenever I come back from Los Angeles, I will begin teaching on Saturday an intermediate advanced ballet class at Broadway Dance Center immediately followed <coughs> at, uh, noon by an intermediate contemporary class at, I said at noon. So at noon, just in case you didn't get that, that's at noon. Um, so yeah, I have every level of ballet to offer you in the city if you're visiting or if you are local. Um, and I'm trying to think if I have anything else going on beyond that. Oh, I'll be teaching at the Greenwich Ballet Academy Summer Intensive all summer long uh, from June until August. So if you're a, a parent of a student or a student that's looking for a more intensive program, um, I will be there. Um, I think that pretty much covers all of my announcements. So let's move on. I am a go 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 kind of guy. If you haven't noticed, uh, <laughs> if you if you're a regular listener, you're you're already clued into that. But if not, that's me. Uh, in fact, I was sitting down having a conversation with a friend the other day. I mentioned that I have, haven't stopped going since 2011 when I left Pacific Northwest Ballet. From auditioning across the country during my weekends off with the company uh, to freelancing myself for four years into burnout <laughs> to super commuting for two years from Philadelphia to New York City to make New York my my home today. Uh, and now I'm teaching practically all day, every day of the week. Uh, it, it's pretty clear that I'm always on the go. <laughs> and in fact, other than vacations, I can't remember the last time I had a two-day weekend off, hence the reason why I went to Chicago. I've learned that I actually, if I don't want to work, I have to go away. So uh, if I'm not, if I'm leaving, it's usually because I need time off. Um, but yeah, I, I can't even remember even two days off in a row while home without having something work-related to do on those days. Like today is technically my day off. And I am recording my podcast. Not that I don't love you, but it is kind of work-related. Um, and then also, I'm going to out to Long Island. Uh, well, I live on Long Island technically, but further out and out of Queens today to give a master class at the MOBA Academy. Um, great school that I've been going back to. I think this is my third time going back there. But yeah, so even on my days off, I take work. And it's not like it's not that I'm like, oh, I need the money. It's just that like I get these opportunities or the, there are these schools or these students that I really want to work with, and it's hard to say no. Um, but yeah, to be completely honest, I like being busy because it's uncommon to be successful when you aren't busy. And I like success. <laughs> I enjoy feeling like I'm achieving a high level of success. 
but something has seemed to change just a little bit within me this past year. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with the reasoning for me to moving to New York. Uh, living in Philadelphia, I had to hustle like no other because I wasn't making enough money to pay my bills. I was going into debt just to work. Um, but part of the reason I moved to New York, aside from wanting to have uh, access to places like teaching at Broadway Dance Center, Steps on Broadway, and uh, getting to work with amazing students um, and high quality, high quality caliber students and professionals. Um, aside from that, I wanted to be able to make enough money in a period, a, a, a five day period instead of a seven day period, things like that. Um, so the common question for me this year that that has been arising is, am I doing too much? So that, that's what I wanted to talk about today because um, I'm here now. I think I've made it to New York. I've been working so hard to get here for the past two years. And when I, when I first arrived, oh, I'm going to get into this in a second, but when I first arrived, I thought I needed more. And now that I, I see that I don't, that question has arisen. Am I, am I doing this because I have to? Am I doing this because I want to? Or do I actually need time for me instead of feeling like I'm doing something to like, I don't know, boost my ego, boost my bank account, or more than that? So okay, let's get this topic going. So I, like I said, I've had a go, go, go lifestyle since 2011. Um, so, like, now that I am starting to evaluate it, like, I'm wondering if this was, like, out of necessity or if it's a pattern, like, a habit, like, a habitual pattern of mine where maybe it's just the way my brain works and I'm that kind of person. Um, so, I mean, when I was dancing with Pacific Northwest Ballet from 2004 to 2011, uh, you, like I got paid well. I danced with a, an amazing company that didn't really make me feel like I needed to aspire to do other things outside of it. Um, like I was fulfilled within the organization that I was with. Um, we had a regular schedule, 40 weeks a year, sometimes 42 weeks a year, depending like up to 42, depending on if we were touring. Um, and when we finally got a week off, I needed a week off. My body was tired. My brain was tired and I'd been working hard. So I, I didn't really have to like push to do other things outside of the workplace. I enjoyed my time off. I didn't think that I had to fill my time off with things to do. Um, so everything started to kind of change back in 2011 when I decided, I guess it was 2010, but it didn't really, I didn't enact the plan until 2011 when I uh, decided to leave Pacific Northwest Ballet. Once the time came, uh, audition season in 2011, um, I secretly was flying on the weekends to go audition for companies. And I mean, this is really when I, I remember this starting and it actually hasn't really stopped since hello, 2018. Um, <laughs> so I would rehearse Monday through Friday, long days, and then I would fly on Friday night or Saturday morning and I would go audition. And then I usually would come back on a Sunday or a Monday, or if it was like a performance week, I would fly on a, after we'd done on a Sunday, I would go on a Monday, a Tuesday, like there were, I would just fill all that time up. Um, so once I finally decided to leave and join Ballet X, I knew Ballet X didn't have a, well, we didn't have a full-time contract. And so there were holes of work in there. Um, 
And I wasn't used to having that empty time. Like it was only a 22 week contract coming from a 40 week contract. I was like, I want to be working 40 weeks. So I was, I started off once I moved there constantly looking for work, um, outside of our 22 weeks that we were contracted for. So that began, like, that's when I started teaching. That's when I started doing some freelancing on the side. Um, then, as you know, if you've been following me, um, I was fired from Ballyx around March, April 2012. At that point, that's when I started freelancing full-time. Um, and that was a hustle. Just for four years, finding work, um, pretty much... Like finding work is in the dance world is not as easy as it is like in the accounting world or in I don't know any most other businesses. Like if you can't find dance work, like professional performance work in your city, you have to look to other cities. You can't just be like, oh, I'm gonna walk down the street and go to that other accounting firm, or I'm gonna go, uh, I don't know, look for that other bank. Like there, you don't have those options. So it really is a hustle, and there was a lot of work that went into that. And beyond it, as many of you have found your way to my podcast, you found your way to it from my blog, Life of a Freelance Dancer. So I was writing on top of sending out packages to companies and then I was traveling um, and then when I was off I was usually teaching to make ends meet um, so that was my life through 2014 um, and finally when I when I burnt out it crashed and burned and I uh, like I, I needed time off I just needed to not do anything honestly like I needed a sabbatical from most things in life but uh, unfortunately, as an adult, you have to pay your bills. Um, and so that's, I ended up choreographing, moving to Alaska, coming back from Alaska. Then uh, that was 2015. <laughs> I, I, what happened after that? That's when I decided to stay in Philadelphia for five months. And I had to hustle in Philly. I came to New York every once in a while. And then finally, I decided to start my own project. And after five months of that, decided to move to New York. So you know the rest from there, the whole super commuting story. So um, really, just my life has been so go, go, go since 2011 that when I finally moved to New York, I think that I thought that my like I had to continue go, go, going. So um, my biggest fear, which everybody has this fear when they move from any city to a city like New York or San Francisco, or I'm assuming London or Tokyo, uh, all these major, major cities that are fantastic to live in is, can I afford to live in that city? Um, living in Philadelphia, I was accruing debt. I was traveling to, to work and in the process of working, I was paying to work. I wasn't making enough money to actually do the work that I was doing because I was commuting so much and I didn't have enough work lined up. Um, but so, so I, I think that that was the reason that I, I took on a ton of teaching coming into the move to New York. So, uh, for the 2017, 2018 school year, I took on three, three regular schools um, one that I had been working with previously, Greenwich Ballet Academy, um, and then two other schools. And then I also was guest faculty or at Broadway Dance Center and uh, at Steps on Broadway. Um, at the time, I only had, I think I only had one regular class at 
Broadway Dance Center. Um, little did I know, once I moved here, very quickly I would accrue three more classes. Um, and then Steps was has sort of been on the back burner lately because uh, when I'm brought in there, I'm usually brought in for chunks of classes. But because I'm teaching so much, I, I haven't been able to do those like the chunks. They don't bring me in for just one class. Um, but so I quickly went from having just one school last year to having three schools <laughs> two on on separate days and then Greenwich Ballet Academy I usually go up there twice a week because I I do a lot of private lessons with them and choreograph for Youth American Grand Prix um so those four days outside of the city and then on top of that I've thrown all these days at Broadway Dance Center in there and then other private lessons in the city working with students for Youth American Grand Prix that aren't a part of Greenwich Ballet Academy I now, at this point, I'm teaching 12 to 15 classes a week and about 8 to 12 private lessons a week. Um, and then, like today, I throw in master classes from places that want to bring me in. Um, so that question, am I doing too much? Yeah, it, it's become a very, very valid question. Um, and part of my assessment of this determining whether I am doing too much or it's, it's really assessing a couple different things. First, it's a mental health conversation. Am I having enough time for me where I'm still inspired to give my best classes? Um, am I still enjoying everywhere that I'm going and everything that I'm doing? Um, am I bothered by the commute that I have? Um, in order to go and teach those classes, even if I am inspired to teach those classes. Um, and then there's also a, a physical health aspect to it. Am I taking class as much as I want or am I giving class too much? Am I uh, happy with how much I'm going to the gym? Can I keep my apartment in order? Um, can I <laughs> uh, keep... Can I really just keep things in my life in order the way that I want to, including uh, spending time with my husband? Um, I guess that's physical and emotional. Um, <laughs> uh, there's all of that. Um, beyond that, I look at what my end goals are. I mean, I, I have no true end goals, but looking at my my goals, my career goals, am I distracting from my career goals or am I making progress towards my career goals? Um so looking at all those, assessing them, uh, mentally, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm not getting enough sleep. I'm actually getting, I'm waking up too early on some days to make sure that my students are taken care of, which I hope any teacher would do. But if I'm getting home at 11 o'clock at night from teaching and private lessons till 9.30 at night, and then I'm getting up the next morning at 7 a.m. Um, so that I can take a train to go teach, that's, it's not conducive to me doing my best work. Um, beyond all of that, if I look at other things, um, I would like to take class three to four days a week. Some weeks I only take it once a week. I'd like to go to the gym five days a week. Some days I'm only doing it two to three days a week. Um, and then beyond all that, my looking at my, my main goals, um, let me take a step back. Uh, we have officially hired our first house cleaner because we don't, my husband and I have been building, building his, rebuilding his business into New York and me working so much. We don't have enough time to, to do things, simple things like vacuum. Um, like we can take care of the dishes and wipe the counters and whatnot, but like cleaning the bathroom, different things like that. Don't have enough time for that. Um, which I think is a common thing for a lot of people that work like us, but, um, just, 
putting all that out there. But okay. Uh, but then going to career goals. My my main career goal for me is to choreograph on professional organizations. Um, and if that is not the going to happen fast enough for me, I, and this is actually, I'm, I'm in the mindset of this right now. I'm trying to figure out how to do it, but I don't have time to think about it. Um, I want to start my own company, uh, so that they can perform my work. And this year I haven't done anything to build the foundation for that, uh, that thing that inspires me the most. Yes, I've had, I've had the opportunity to work with some amazing students, um, that are on their path to being professionals, but I haven't had any time in the studio with professionals. Um, so that's really a a big thing for me. I need, I need time. I've recognized, um, that I am actually doing too much because I haven't been able to spend an ounce of time on building the foundation for a company and to build a company, there's so much involved. Like first you have to have a mission. Um, beyond that, you have to determine what type of company you want, what style of dance, what type of work you'll do. Do you tour? Do you stay local? Then from there you have to build a a board. You have to build a foundation of support, both thought support and, financial support then you have to find the dancers you have to find the space you have to have the time to actually look for inspiration and then think about the inspiration and then play with the inspiration and build a piece so um if things are distracting from my main goal to uh to do that then it, it, it is very clear to me in many areas of my life i am doing too much um, so if you're, if you feel maybe the same, but you're not quite sure, like, am I doing exactly what I should be doing or do I have too much on my plate? Maybe if you look at it in, in that, in those different areas, you'll have a better idea of if you are or not. Uh, so you can look at like your physical health. Like, are you, are you taking care of yourself physically? Are you taking care of yourself emotionally? Is your, are you able to function in, in your normal life socially? Um, do you, can you keep your house in order? But beyond that, for most of us, uh, as artists, we are, we have grand plans for where we want to go in our careers. And if you are doing things to pay the bills, but you have enough money in the bank account and you're not able to spend time to really like, I'm, I've been calling this stewing. Some people call it percolating. There are many other things, but if you don't have time to actually like really allow your ideas to formulate um, and become like your career goals to, to reach your career goals, then, then that could be an issue. So, after I assessed all of this, I I decided, and this has been I've been thinking about this for a couple months, but I've I've only recently started to enact my plan. Um, I I decided that I need to start removing some unnecessary work from my life to allow some time to stew or percolate, as I say. Um, so what I what I've done is I've assessed the the different schools that I'm teaching at and the the length of time it takes for me to get there um the track of the students like where their goals are and if they align with my goals um and I've started to talk to those schools and 
and tell them that I will not be continuing on as a regular faculty member. Um, and I've enjoyed teaching at, at these schools, but um, I, I need time for me. And uh, I mean, in the end, I am me. And <laughs> in the beginning, it was me. And in the end, it will be me um, because I, we are all self-contained human beings. So yes, we want to give as much as we can in the process. But if you are unfulfilled or if you uh, don't feel like you're, you're going where you want to, um, you're not going to be fulfilled with your life. So I had to make some hard decisions and I had to tell uh, one or two of my schools that I won't be returning full time in the next season. Um, but I, I enjoyed working with them um, and I definitely hope that I can go back and, and teach for them for if I'm subbing or if I'm giving master classes or that a lot of those students will pass through my classes in the city uh, because open classes. That's the great thing about open classes. Your your kids, your adults, everybody in between can come and visit you whenever they want to. Um, so uh, if you are having trouble feeling like you're doing too much, really assess like what is helping you go towards your goals and what is not. Um, like, and it's a good assessment for me is like teaching for me, I love teaching and I don't want this to sound like I don't love teaching because I really am passionate about teaching. But the reason I'm passionate about teaching is not a direct reason. It's an, it's like an indirect way to reach my goals. I really see teaching young pre-professional dancers as I'm cultivating the dancers or even professionals that are, uh, in their career, but when they come to my classes, I see that I'm cultivating the dancers that I would want to work with professionally as an adult, once they're adults or if they are professionals, uh, cultivating them into my type of dancer. And then when I teach the lower level adult open classes, um, those dancers that will most definitely not be having a professional career in ballet um, or contemporary dance, I see teaching them as educating an audience, um, making people love our art form so that they are the people sitting in the audience, that they are the people bringing their friends to sit beside them and beside them in the audience. They are the people that are uh, coming to our events and they are the people that are spreading the word and donating to our organization. So teaching for me is very much a pathway. And if I feel that the, the group of students that I'm teaching um, don't fit into those categories. It's not as inspiring for me to teach. And it takes a lot more out of me, um, both physically and emotionally. Um, so that that's how I've made decision, the decision to remove some work from my life. Um, also, I'm, like, I'm still getting some work offered to me uh, as uh, like regular work. And, and I have to determine like whether I'm going to take that or not, um, whether it be private lessons or it be schools reaching out to me to teach for them regularly. Um, so what I've had to do is I've had to start turning work away. Actually, Broadway Dance Center offered me a class on Sundays uh, the entire summer, and I actually said no. It's the first time I've said no in a long time. I'm a yes person, um, but I said no because I want to have a day off, and it's the summer, and my friends want to hang out, and it's it's the idea like if if I have a social life and if I have a personal life and if I can take care of myself, I, I will be so much better in the studio. Um, so I teach until one thirty on Saturdays the summer and then I have the rest of Saturday off and Sunday. I could even go away for an evening to the beach and spend the night. Um, and that sounds crazy to me and it sounds glorious all the time, same time. So what I've found is that if 
I'm starting to, I, I haven't fully incorporated this yet, but I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to start incorporating uh, dynamic pricing into how I teach. Um, so on a typical workday, say Monday through Friday, if it falls within the range of 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., um, I'm planning on having my rates be my regular rates. But if somebody wants me to work on, say, a Saturday or Sunday or later into the evening or early in the morning, um, I'm going to put that into my pricing and I'm actually going to up my rates for those for those people because it's the idea that if the time that is most viable to me, like getting to sleep in or getting to have a day off or an evening off, different things like that, if, if people want that time that is more valuable to me, then they're going to have to pay more so that the work is more valuable to me. Um, and it's not just that I want to make more money, but it also deters me from taking work during times that I shouldn't be taking work if it's paying like a regular rate or even if I offered a discount um, for specific reasons, things like that. Um, so uh, I'm really trying to find ways so that if to prevent myself from doing too much because say that it, it costs an extra $25 an hour, people may not want to pay that much because it's too expensive for them. So that they'll go, Oh, okay, well I'm not going to do Saturday evening, but I'll, I'll do, I'll do Thursday afternoon with you. Um, it kind of inspires people to look, to look elsewhere. So, um, really, I guess the whole point of this, this episode is just to, to remind everybody that Yes, we all, well, not all of us, but <laughs> most of us are, are hustlers because it's harder to survive in, in the arts world. If you were a banker, you could probably work 40 hours a week and still make so much money that you could have a nice penthouse at the top of a high rise. But even the highest end artists are not multi, multi millionaires. We are even like, if we're doing pretty well, it's like we get to have a nice apartment like in Queens, uh, <laughs> um, things like that. Um, so, uh, but I've talked about this a lot in the past and it's really important that you, you assess what your needs are and you don't go overboard because burnout is a real thing. Um, and I've burnt out a few times and it's, it's hard to know when you're getting there until you're there. Um, but it's, it's really important that you figure that out before you go too far. If you, um, want to find some information about burnout, um, I've written about burnout on life of a freelance dancer. If you go to the Life of a Freelance Dancer uh, at blogs. It's, I think, .blogspot.com. Um, in my final post, there's an archive link, and you can find it there. Also, I have podcasts about it previously, so just look through previous episodes, and you'll be able to get some information and hear my own experiences uh, with burnout. So uh, you can check that out. And, yeah, really just take a moment if you're list- if this episode really uh, resonates with you, do take a moment to really assess uh, all those things in your life that I talked about, like, are you getting enough sleep? Do you feel like you have a social life? Do you feel that you are inspired for, with doing the work that you are? And sometimes it's not just the work. Sometimes it's each individual place that you are performing your work. Um, and then look at what your, your current future major major future goals are for your career and determine if what you're doing is allowing you to get to your careers um 
yeah, sometimes you do have to just go, 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 go in order to make ends meet or to survive, uh, to make ends meet or to survive or to, uh, make a major transition like I did with my husband back in October to New York. But I don't think it's healthy to lack recreation in your life. I don't think it's healthy to, uh, not have some free time. So, um, I hope that you found this episode very helpful. I, I always, I find it easiest to talk about things that I'm experiencing in my life right now. Um, but if you have any questions or any topics you'd like to hear me talk about, um, just remember, you can always check in with me. Um, I do hope that just me and my life experiences and as I share them with you, that they're valuable, but I am always open to, uh, giving information based off of audience uh, requests, which I've done in the past. So, uh, but yeah, that's what's going on with me. I am trying to take control of my life in a way that I haven't for seven years. And it's very, uh, <laughs> it's very exciting. And I, I'm nervous that I'm not going to be able to do it, but I'm, I'm really trying everything that I can to allow myself to have a, some, mo- some time for myself because when I'm, I think this is the same for everybody. When I am good to myself, I am better to everybody else. So on that note, that's a really good note to end this episode. So I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of Pod to Chat Talking Dance. If there are any topics you'd like to hear me talk about, please feel free to reach out to me via my website contact page at www.barrycorollis.com. Again, that's www.barrykerollis.com. You can also reach out on there if you'd like to become a sponsor for our podcasts or to book masterclasses in ballet or contemporary technique for choreography or speaking engagements. I hope you enjoyed listening in and talking dance with me. If you enjoyed this chat, please feel free to share, rate, and review our podcast on iTunes. Every bit of extra visibility helps keep these podcasts running. And if this didn't fulfill your dance fix, check out my sister podcast on the Premier Dance Network. New hosts from your favorite dance companies are being added monthly. If you want to connect with me to see where I'm choreographing, teaching, and what I'm doing in my everyday life, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, where my name is B. Corollis, or on Twitter at Bariscos. Also, be sure to subscribe to my blogs. I have Dancing Off Stage, which is at dancingoffstage.wordpress.com, where I discuss uh, the post-performance careers of professional dancers. And I also have the archived Life of a Freelance Dancer, where I wrote for five years about working as a freelance artist touring the country. I also have a YouTube channel that features my choreography, and you can find that by searching B. Corollis on the YouTube platform. Thanks for listening in to Pod of Chats. I hope you return next Friday to talk dance with me, and remember to go out and support your local dance scene.